welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Hello and good morning. I am coming to you today from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm set up here in my hotel room. I've got the laptop going, the microphone. I brought a little makeshift stand. And I just want to share a story with you from a couple of days ago on Saturday when I was traveling from Lindale, Texas, where I live, to Louisville here to start the meeting this week. There was an event that took place, small as it may seem, but it really opened my eyes to some things. And ultimately, that's part of why our title is called Open Your Eyes. We need to have a better awareness, you and me both. We need to have a better awareness of the things that God is doing and how He may place opportunities and people and pathways right in front of us, right beside us. And sometimes all it takes to figure out where to go or what to do is just look around, have an open heart and enlightened eyes so that you might see the pathway that God has planned. So here's how it went down. Saturday, I was planning on a couple of airplane flights. I was flying from Tyler, Texas to DFW in Dallas, and it was just really stormy. Rainy day, massive storm covering several states. So there were delays that morning, and finally, uh, around two in the afternoon, we were able to get on a plane and sort of burst through this little hole in the clouds and get out of Tyler and fly to Dallas. And that was no big deal. Landed there around four o'clock. And my flight into Louisville was much later, 8.30, so I knew I had a massive layover there. But when I got off the plane, I noticed that there was a flight at 4.30, just a few minutes later, headed out. So I asked the desk, and they said, yeah, we've got a seat for you. And so I rushed across the terminal and hopped on that plane, and I was going to get there a lot earlier. That was really cool. It had already been kind of a stressful day. Lots of flights moved and canceled, and I felt very fortunate about that. My luggage, by the way, was going to be on the the late plane, but I didn't worry about that. So I sat down next to this lady, and let me just say, everybody was stressed. Pretty much everybody on that 4.30 flight had been dealing with the weather problems, cancellations. Everybody was pretty stressed out, and I was one of them. I just sat there. I did not want to talk to anyone. Nobody did. So it took us a while to take off. There was a storm in Dallas and lots of problems, and I decided to go ahead and do my journaling for the day. I hadn't done it that morning. I'd spent the whole morning with my family preparing to leave for a week, and so I opened it up, and I started writing things down. It was going okay, and let me just tell you, I got to the section, eat that frog, and honestly, I thought, I don't want to eat a frog today. It's 4.30. I haven't done anything productive and annoying yet, and I'm not going to start now. And the next one was Daily Highlight, and I really thought, and it's sad to say, but I thought, you know what, other than seeing my family this morning, today has no highlight. I just want to try to get to Louisville in time to get a few hours of sleep before I start preaching tomorrow. So I really gave up on the day having some tangible meaning, and I closed the journal, put it away, and just as we were taking off for Louisville, I put my headphones in, started watching a movie, forgot about everything. So about a half an hour into the flight, Somebody comes on, the pilot or somebody, and says, listen, guys, I hate to say this, but we have to turn around and head back to Dallas. Because of the storm and cancellations, there's a pilot stranded there, and we need to go back and get him. So, boy, there was groaning all over, and I noticed the lady next to me, she was really upset about that. She uh, was already a very nervous flyer and tense, and now we had to go back. And So we talked a second about that, she and I. So we turn around, we go back, and we land, and I mean, it's just storming in Dallas. Planes are all stacked up. Couldn't believe we had to go back. 
And we sat there for about 90 minutes in that plane while they refueled and did all of this. And again, I could see the lady next to me was pretty stressed out. So I just turned and asked her a couple of questions. Uh, you know, where are you from? And she said, I'm from Peru and I'm flying in. I already flew eight hours to get to here and now I'm trying to get to Louisville. She told me she was staying with her monk cousin, a monk in Louisville, kind of interesting. And look, I wasn't looking to make any progress with her. I just followed up with a question I always ask. I said, you know, what's your faith back home? Do you have a church home? So she told me that she used to be Catholic up until the age of 18, but she said because of the dogma and the hypocrisy and hierarchy, she said, I just gave up on it. She went on to say, by the time I was in my 20s, I'd given up on Jesus, and ultimately now I don't even really believe in God. So I asked her, you know, do you do you have a Bible at home? Maybe you haven't read it in a while. And she said, yeah, I have one. I just don't read it. So I said a couple of other things about why I was headed to Louisville to preach. And then we, we just sat there in silence a bit. Well, it came time to take off that second time. And let me just tell you, I mean, rain blowing sideways, lightning, a lot of things going on. And she was just so nervous. She'd already said she was a nervous flyer. So before the plane took off, I turned to her and I said, listen, I just prayed for us we're going to be okay. She kind of turns to me and smiles and grabs my hand and says, thank you so much for doing that. So then we proceed to take off and I notice she's very tense and she has her eyes closed and her head down. And we get up uh, a little ways. And let me just tell you, it was the coolest thing all day. I don't think I'd seen the sun a single time the whole day. Uh, It wasn't shining through any windows and any previous flights. It was just one of those days. We come busting through those clouds and the sunlight beams through her window. The warmth of it just comes busting through, and she looks up and opens her eyes and glances toward the window, and she turns back the other side, looks at me, big smile on her face, and she says, you did that. God did that. She says, when I get home, I'm going to pull out that Bible and read it. It was really an awesome moment, and I don't think I'll ever forget it. And for the next hour, we just talked. You know, we talked about why she drifted from God. I told her about some of the things I'd planned to preach while in Kentucky. She allowed me to give her a card, the website, talk to her about things. And I just, I pray that the eyes of her heart may be open to what God is doing and that she will reach out, gave her my number, etc. And honestly, if you're listening now, even though by the time this airs, it will have been a week or two, just pray for this sweet woman from Peru that had closed her heart to God, but maybe, maybe that beam of sunlight shining through the window reached her in some special way, not only opening her physical eyes with the warmth of the light, but also the eyes of her heart to the workings of God around her. As I think back on that moment, it reminds me of what the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. If she would open herself up to that, I know that the Lord can save her because she's got the word of God at home. So I'm praying about that every single day. Okay, but here's the thing. The title of today's episode is Open Your Eyes, but I'm not referencing her eyes. I pray that hers will be opened and it was a neat moment. But what I'm thinking back on is myself. When I got on that plane, it had been a stressful day. A lot of things had happened. 
My eyes were not open to what God wanted to do. I mean, think about it. What is a better occasion to talk about the peace of God and the promise of Jesus than during a tumultuous and trying day when there's some fear built into it like airplane flight? I mean, that woman was in a perfect position to consider the power of God in her life, and I hadn't opened my eyes to that possibility. Now, full confession here, full confession, I did have a glimpse of it, but I chose to close my eyes. Remember when I told you that sometime earlier I had started journaling? When I got to the daily highlight, I paused a second and glanced to the left at this woman. Really and truly, I knew that the highlight of the day was going to be talking to that woman about God. I've had some of the most interesting conversations of my life talking about Jesus Christ to people in an airplane. But it had just been one of those days, so I glanced back down at the journal, left the daily highlight section blank, and like I said, went on to close the thing. I did write down some gratitudes and affirmations, and that helped a little bit. Closed it and went to watching a movie. God had put this opportunity right beside me, and I was trying intentionally to ignore it. Now I'm thinking Ephesians 1 is really for me, not for her. Why weren't the eyes of my heart enlightened to see the power of God and what God is doing and how God wants to use me? I know I can't tell you how things are going to work out or what the future will hold. I wouldn't even try. But wouldn't it be something? I just think about this. Wouldn't it be something if one day I get to heaven and this sweet woman is there and God comes up to me and says, remember that day when your eyes were closed, but I put something right next to you that needed to be done? And remember when the pilot came on and said you needed to go back and pick up someone and you were thinking, hey, there's already a flight to Louisville in a few hours. My luggage is going to be on it. Why do they need to go back and pick up someone who could just get there in a couple of hours? Remember when you thought that? I can hear God saying, that was me. Providentially, I was creating a circumstance so that you would open your eyes and see the tender heart that I'd placed next to you. And that really makes you think. It makes you think about how we pray all the time. We pray for things like, Lord, use me. Lord, help me to see what you want me to do. Put people in my life. I want to be more evangelistic. I want to help more people get to heaven. And we end these prayers. And then we go throughout the day and nothing really happens. And it's almost like we wonder, God, I mean, I think I'm praying the right way and making the right kind of request, God. Why won't you put someone in my life that needs help? Why won't you create a circumstance where a soft heart is looking for guidance? Why won't you use me? And God is saying, you sat in an airplane on a stormy day with someone conflicted about rejecting my existence. I put you next to them for hours. Open your eyes. I'm creating opportunities for you everywhere. And so for this last five minutes, let's just talk about that. The one thing that I want you to think about today is opening your eyes to the people that God puts in and around your life where he needs you, your faith, your knowledge to make a difference. There are a couple of categories, several maybe, we can put that into. Let's start with evangelism. That's the whole point of the story that I told, that there are lost people that God puts next to us. Maybe he keeps them coming back. Maybe it's the same barista that you have every morning at Starbucks, or it's someone that you serendipitously see at the grocery store at around the same time every week. There are times when God just keeps the plane circling back to Dallas until you understand that these are people that he wants you to activate with. Remember what Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. There are plenty of people who need to be reminded to read their Bibles or invited to church or need to see that God is working in their lives. 
but you're the agency by which that happens. So enter the throne room this week. We had an episode on that recently and ask beautiful questions, big questions. God, who do you want me to be? What kind of a difference do you want me to make? How can I be more evangelistic? Go through all of that. But just remember that providence is one of God's most obvious and immediate answers. Open your eyes to the people in your life. If you really believe that God is going to create those chances, then you need to prepare as well. Let me just add a little something here. Carry around some cards with you so that you can hand them out and invite somebody to church. Or a study booklet. Or in some way, just be ready. When you see it beside you or in front of you, you know what to say and what to do. One of the things that we do at the Lindell Church, and really every church that I've ever preached for, is we get a bunch of business cards that have our website and times of service and stuff, and we stack them around the auditorium and foyer in stacks of five. And we say, look, no doubt about it, and I really believe this, there's no question that in a month's time, 30 days, God will definitely bring you into contact with five people who need Jesus. Truth be told, it's probably much more than that, but five for sure. What are you going to do when you see it? The first thing is you have to be looking for it and understand that God will use you. And so we say, hey, everybody carry around five cards and have them handed out by the end of the month. It helps you understand your progress, your awareness, and really makes a difference for me. So you might try that. And then the second thing I encourage you to do is open your eyes to the people that God puts around you in his church. We preach all the time that Jesus said that he would provide brothers and sisters and all of the support that Christians needed no matter what. Well, I got news for you. That's you. That's you and me. We are that support system. Sometimes at church, there are people who just need someone to come and talk to them. There are people who need to be visited. There are people who need to be contacted, asked about, and strengthened. And I know we're all busy and we have a lot going on here. What we're saying is just be aware. If there's someone in your church that's hurting and you know about that and you're in regular contact with them, that's God saying, it's time. It's time for you to reach out and do what you can to make that better. I mean, we could try this as an exercise right now. Wherever you go to worship, could you write down the names of three people that you see regularly that maybe you talk to regularly, that you could say right now with confidence, they're really struggling. Maybe they're struggling with their health, maybe they're struggling with life circumstances, or maybe even with their faith. If that's something that you keep seeing, if that's something that you know enough about that you could write down those names right now, I'm just here to tell you that God is saying, please open your eyes. You ask me all the time to be more useful. You talk all the time about how important the church is to you. You ask me to use you. Well, I'm ready, and they're ready. Are you? Hey, listen, thanks for tuning in on this and being willing to think about it. It's kind of exciting to think that if I just raise my awareness a little bit and I'm ready to do something, that God is ready to use me as a light in the life of somebody else. And if you're having any difficulty grasping what we're saying, you're not going on any airplane trips soon, and you can't make a list at the moment of brethren who might need you, look no further than the next time you go to worship services. If a visitor walks through the door who may need Jesus, just have your eyes open to that. Be ready. If you see a member of the church there and they're struggling or there's an announcement made about them, just have your eyes open to that. Be ready. We all know that Jesus said that you are the light of the world. You are a reflection of his light. You bring brightness and warmth and hope into the lives of people whom God brings near to you. 
Who will that be today? It's exciting to think about. Go out, live your best life, make the biggest difference you can, and remember, all you may need to do to get started is open your eyes. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to support this program, go check out our new website, excelstillmore.life. You can subscribe to emails there. There are book recommendations, show notes, lots of great things. We'd love for you to check it out. And don't forget to share this program with your friends if you think it'll help them. And you can always follow along on the Facebook page. And please remember, whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.